Hey, what's up everybody? Hello, hello. Anyway, if this is your first time listening, I would like to welcome you to the Cultured Podcast. And I believe most of you must be wondering, what lah these guys are talking about, kan? So basically what we do at the Cultured Podcast is we dive in into the latest spoof, trends, news, updates and everything else that basically generation kita dengar lah. Uh, so, and you might be wondering, who the hell is this guy? I'm Rena Hoi, your host. And today, I have a very special guest because first of all, he's my first guest on this show. Uh, so, I'm very, very, very lucky lah to have him. And I hope um, you guys can be entertained as well with this episode. But before we kick in for today, let's listen now to the intro. For still being here ha, Just now remember I did tell you That I have a guest For today But this guest Dia bukan I would say Bukan calang-calang lah kan First of all He's I would say A good friend And some of them In our In my family Will call him uh, My Siamese twin lah uh, So basically We were raised together We were a quarreling buddy On Legos When we were small He's a superb architect and also a wonderful pal and a loving husband. So let's give a round of applause to my cousin, Sharul Nizam. Hey, what's up? Hello, hello. Hey, hey guys. Hi, Nazwin. Hey, what's up? What's up? So how's things going? I'm good, I'm good. I'm alright. I think firstly, I feel really, really honored to be the first guest on this show. Lah. Uh, I mean, I've, it, it feels really quite surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Be on, on the podcast on your on your first show, so yeah, I have to say, I have to say that it's 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 really, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah basically, I, I, there's, always, I, there's always to me, I think there's always a first for everything. So it's a good platform for 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 me mm. to be on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, tapi but then again, um, we just we just got to keep it keep it macam informal lah sebenarnya kan sebab yelah, yeah, I mean yeah. kalau if 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 we're being we're being serious then it's going to be about politics so but today we're just opening <laughs> totally, man, things totally. up <laughs> because you, you honestly i think when when you first introduced me as sharul i think at, at first when i thought of it I, I i honestly am actually not sure how to introduce myself because firstly <laughs> i think to those who are tuning in i'm not sure if it if you are either my relative or my friend because honestly i'm 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 nazir's cousin as nazir mentioned earlier and and you know Nazri know that that I actually go by two names. Mm. So basically, my family and friends call me Sharo, mm. and I introduce myself as Nizam to my friends lah. Mm. So I think to me either one works for me lah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, um, uh, growing up, growing up as as I would say, um, I mean you 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 were born in Singapore. And mm. then you were. So I, pra- I practically, yeah, I practically grew up most of my life in Singapore. Mm. Uh, yep. Although I think quite a significant part of my life was actually spent in Subang. Mm. 
Yeah. Which I feel yeah. there is still there is still that part of Malaysianness in me. <laughs> I feel. Yeah. So and, as, and, and basically, yeah. you just got to know. I mean, um, all of you who are still is who are listening, you just got to know that Sharul, uh, Sharul, uh, Nizam, he basically cannot run away from Malaysia lah. Uh, he's tied up lah, <laughs> yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. So. And Nazrin, Nazrin also told you guys earlier that we actually grew up pretty much mostly alongside Pimpin Tangan and all that while, while I was actually staying in Subang back in the days. And mm. you, you, you know me lah the best because you know that all along I've always vested interest in in the creative side of things lah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, anyway, um, how's how's it going so far with you? Um, in Uh, any but before that, uh, I I did saw your post on Instagram. Finally, mm-hmm. you made it back to KL, right? Yeah. But yeah. how how was how was your time in Singapore currently with the COVID situation going? Um, with, with, in Singapore. Yeah, regarding the the whole COVID situation back in Singapore, for us, uh, similar to what Malaysia calls it, the movement restriction order. We movement control order. Uh, movement control yeah. order. Sorry. So, so what we we call it is CB, which is circuit breaker. Mm. So we actually start kicked off our circuit breaker back in 7th April. Quite, quite, uh, quite a number of weeks after uh, Malaysia kicked in their own M- MCO lah. So right now we are in phase two, mm. and I think the number of community cases sort of like still macam it still fluctuates. Above and below the the 10 mark lah. So every day we are still getting about 10 uh, new cases from day to day, mm. and mm. and mostly the bulk the bulk of our cases come in our foreign workers. Mm-hmm. And Singapore being a quite a dense country, I think it it's really hard to like um, control the spread of this virus lah, especially within the the foreign worker community mm. itself. Because if you actually see how the foreign workers live. Their living quarters are really quite compact. They have like rooms where they actually fitting like ten foreign workers within a room, and they sleep on bunk beds and all that. So, if you really look at the living conditions, it's it's you will you will understand why the the cases have actually uh, gone up quite exponentially, lah. Mm, yeah, and basically, Singapore I I, base, I, yeah. I agree, lah. Basically, because yeah. why even basic like for for even in Malaysia in KL, lah, especially the government. They try to segregate between the foreign and the locals because you know yes. it's hard to identify, especially with all these um, illegal uh, foreigners coming in here and there, again. So yeah, I I understand mm-hmm. what what Singapore is going through, especially Singapore's yeah, government. Singap- yeah, and also Singapore actually re- relies quite heavily on foreign workers, especially in the construction sector. Mm-hmm. Me being in the construction se- sector, we can also see that. We rely quite heavily on foreign labor, lah, which mm. explains the the large number of foreign workers that we have in mm. Singapore, lah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mm. can, I can, I so, can totally understand, lah. Basically, mm. yeah, yeah. So back, back, back to my story. This actually have actually affected me quite a while, uh, quite quite a lot, lah. <laughs> uh, Because my wife and I, Amanda. We we actually met in uni back in the days when we was when we were taking our degree. She was doing her degree in quantity surveying, and I was I was studying architecture back then. Mm. 
so we actually got married two years back and right now we are actually currently living separately mm. so she's working in KL I'm mm. working in Singapore mm-hmm. so what what I usually do pre-COVID is that I would usually go back to KL once every two weeks on mm. a Friday mm. so I'll, I'll usually spend that weekend in KL and and then go back Singapore on Sunday evening, which mm. I think is really quite tiring, lah. Honestly, the mm. the journey, the wait at the customs and checkpoint, and all that is just, oh man, so tiring. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, so when <laughs> when you were traveling back then, you were driving, kan? Yeah. You you were driving, so well, I, I believe the pain wasn't as bad as you were traveling recently from Singapore back to yes, KL. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Correct. So so when when COVID struck. I actually couldn't go back because both our countries actually closed the borders. So we we couldn't really commute in between to by the bridge lah, either by Causeway or by Tuas. Ah. Because the policy was that I e- I either had to have a long-term visit pass, or uh-huh. Malaysia calls it the spouse pass. Uh-huh. And also the you as a couple, even though you have your card kawin or marriage certificate at that time, it was just simply not enough lah. So at that time, I was really quite stressed. <laughs> because Malaysia, Malaysia being Malaysia, they they were just not willing to open their borders until the the RMCO is it the recovery yeah, yeah, control yeah. order yeah until the RMCO end ends which is on the thirty first of of August so mm. I was like mm. I was like wow mm. have to wait for Hari Merdeka so that I can Merdeka so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so, but basically so, sebenarnya ini jadi at the end of the day you were having a long distance relationship with your wife. And exactly. you and the distance distance was even even extended even further because of <laughs> us not being able to meet lah. So, yeah, abang so, rindu yeah. lah, abang sayang <laughs> lah kan. Yeah, I mean because it's like satu bulan, then slowly become two months, then become three months. It was just it was like it was like I don't want to get used to it, but it just it just keeps rolling and rolling the time the amount of time that we don't get to spend each other. So <laughs> it's really really tough. Lah. <laughs> You're laughing at my misery, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what good friends are for. Good families are for. <laughs> Just now, I, I, yeah, I got so, this. So it's been I, really, I, really tough, lah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, thank God you're finally here. You're finally again with yeah. your wife. And hope yeah. everything is alright. But I, I'm pretty sure you're currently in quarantine, right? House quarantine. Yes, correct. I'm, and, on, I'm currently on quarantine. And how how do they check this quarantine thing? I I am like, I because I don't have the idea. Uh, how do they know you are at home? You can just go out, betul lah. Exactly, because because when I I arrived in KLIA, there was no sort of like tracking device that they put on you, you know. Mm. So the only thing that that I did was. I did firstly. I did the swab test. Mm-hmm. Then after that, they put on me this sort of like, uh, like uh, sort of like wristlet on my on my wrist. Mm-hmm. This is is like the type of wristlet that you get if you connect admitted into hospital. So I, that's the uh... only thing that tags you and says that you are supposed to be on home quarantine. But mm-hmm. Honestly, when when I was cleared through immigration after that i could still go jalan-jalan at the airport at KLIA uh-huh. i was damn hungry that time because of the weight and all that i even went to Gotong and still go makan like normal <laughs> it comes down to that it, it goes down to your discipline lah how how you want to continue yeah it's 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 
yeah, it's your own self-discipline. Like, you should you should be home quarantining yourself. Mm. And if you really need to go out to get food or necessities, it's it's at, at your own risk, lah. Yeah, mm. try to not go out as much. Yeah, mm. and probably Excellent. order in or get someone to deliver items or food to you. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just now you were, I mean, when when we were when we were talking just now, can um, you did mention that mm-hmm. in Singapore you were much focused as a country. You focus on foreign workers and even you yourself within the construction part, you know. But how was the transition? Yes, I may know you, um, uh, as 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 cousins, but I do also mm-hmm. want to understand, and I want my listeners to also um understand the journey of the transitioning. Macam mana? You boleh, you boleh jadi architecture and maybe some some of the listeners, uh, I mean my the listeners out there, the orang pun nak tahu um, susah ke jadi architecture ni? Sebab most of the time and and especially now with with jobs uh, on the line kan. So how is yeah. the industry in 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 your perspective and what was the transition that 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 happened? Okay, so basically how I terjebak dalam dunia architecture ni, I have to bring you back a bit further lah. Mm. Bring you back into how I actually got into the whole uh, creative industry because my first interest in the creative industry did not start out in architecture. Mm-hmm. I sort of like started having interest in uh, in music. So when I actually got back to Singapore mm-hmm. after living a few years in, in Subang, this is where I think the creative side of me somewhat developed. I dabbled in music where I played with uh, uh, bands when I was back in my primary school and secondary school mm. up to my national service. And mm. my national service, I actually represented Singapore in the international military tattoo. So what basically what the international military tattoo is sort of like this uh, military festival where different bands from different countries come together at one one specific country and and we sort of like exchange music and perform together mm. that was and even after i finished my national service i still played um in an orchestra when i came back to subang so i came back to subang to do my degree and i was still playing music with them back then uh, which after all this Uh, all this involvement of myself being in music, this sort of like segues to what mm. I'm actually doing right now, which is architecture. Mm. And this is where me, I think between me and you, our passion for the creativity, we sort of like diverge and we go into our own individual paths. Mm. Because I think you're, you you yourself, you're more of like the person who's like more into the practicality of how things work, which is I think why you actually took up engineering kan mm, yeah yep yeah and and i think to me engineering has its like own art of creativity mm. which i don't know if if you you've heard of this saying before lah but they say that uh, architects are actually engineers that cannot do math <laughs> <laughs> no well, yeah but, uh, but <laughs> i mean i mean basically kalau if when we when we look at it right um architectures yeah. express things in 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 their own ways You know, through designs and everything. Yes, but engineering is yeah. mainly just about expressing through calculations and everything. And even so, yes. If yeah. if if you look at it, architectures and engineers they they work hand in hand lah, sebenarnya. Yes, correct. So yeah, I think that 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 comment also quite merepek lah because I think I I did I still did quite well for for maths. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think so. So this is where 
yeah, my my interest into architecture sort of started. I think mm-hmm. this is where I was more into the art of like the built environment, like mm. as you mentioned, like structures, mm. buildings, spaces, and mm. like making places. And you know, and you know from what I've, what you've seen and how I've actually uh, performed in uni, you, you know that this career career path in architecture is not as easy as most of my friends would yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you can you can vouch for that lah because you've seen how I've worked back in uni, like hair pulling, madness, and all that <laughs> until I got Ingat really sick and, and all. Ah, uh, itulah. Then yeah, too lah. It's, it's it's not easy, but I think what really pushes me and not only not only myself lah, but I think what pushes anyone who's passionate about what they do, they are doing is is their passion for the things they are that they are working on lah. Because hmm. if if you yourself do not have the passion in what you do, yeah, you you just won't have the drive to do to do what you're doing. Yeah, basically yeah, so, it becomes it becomes so like, like like a thing yang macam uh, aku kena paksa ni macam ni. And yes, yes, uh, yes. So every if if you really don't have the passion, every semester when you are doing your degree in uni, will you will just feel like mm, I just have to get this over and done with. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. True. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it so, applies to so, all. It not only applies to what you yeah. want to do, man. But if let's say you want to pick mm-hmm. up on whatever you you plan to do and you plan to pursue it, it dives in, it delves in into what you have to understand and at times you just got to do something that you don't like in order to achieve something that you like right exactly exactly yeah. because what you think you may like right now it might not be what your interest will be in the next few years you know yeah because you may start to develop your likes towards something else uh-huh. that you won't know you actually like hmm. yeah your interest will, will 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 slowly shift especially right now lah and And for me, it that shift came in in me being in music and how that transitioned into architecture, lah. Because my short stint in music somewhat had an indirect impact on my thought processes and how how I how I put things together when I put myself in the architecture world, lah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understand. So basically, right now, what I'm doing right now, right now, I'm actually working for like a large. Uh, franchise cooperation in design and construction. Okay. And what I basically do is like I actually overlook the design work for store openings for like nine countries in Asia. And okay. from time to time, my creativity sort of like gets tested, and I get to work and collaborate with like franchisees from different countries on their flagship designs. So basically, flagship stores are like stores that are what out against the rest lah in terms of aesthetic. So In every country, such as Malaysia, you have a couple, a handful of flagship store that helps to showcase the design of the uh, the franchise brand that you are trying to showcase, lah. Mm. So this sort of like push the boundaries on what a typical store would basically look like, lah. I'm I'm actually re- really enjoying myself because it helps me to develop relationships. This sort of relationships and and being able to work with different types of people from different countries is actually good because. Because uh, you get to understand and gain new insights and ideas from different people, uh, except uh, during the times when you are relating yourself with markets, yang you know their English is actually not not their primary language, lah. <laughs> so that's that's where the difficulty comes in, lah. But those times you just have to sabar, lah. You have to go baby steps and guide guide uh, through with them. 
take pimpin tangan a bit lah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, in, I mean yeah. like um, just out of out of curiosity lah kan. Um, what are the countries that 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 you work with actually? Uh, Malaysia being one of them. Um, I've also worked with. I'm currently also working with Philippines, Vietnam, uh, Hong Kong, Guam, Saipan, Cambodia, and Brunei lah. Um, ah. Amongst all, I think the biggest uh, markets are actually uh, Malaysia and um, Philippines. Yeah. Malaysia banyak lagi eh nak pakai nak pakai designs. I I was thinking yeah. kalau you tengok ah kan macam Malaysia itself if we look at Klang Valley lah. Klang Valley is already hmm. packed like crazy ni. Yeah, All I can yeah. think of right now is just putting up those LRTs in place so that one can travel <laughs> from one point to another with ease lah. Kalau tak jam dia yeah. way memang gila. Yeah. So so which yeah. But I'm not so sure, but I believe that that is is where your expertise comes in, again. Yeah, I think I agree because in times like this, who can actually afford to to pay for a good designer, right? Yeah. But then again, I'll 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 get back to you with with this with this saying that good design good design actually solves issues, lah. You mm, you yeah. cannot only provide design in terms of just aesthetics. Your uh-huh. design has to uh, has to improve something, you know. Yeah. And and Right now, being in the being in the whole COVID situation, we do not actually have the privilege of time, lah. Mm-hmm. Because times have changed, viruses has changed how yeah. businesses operate, and mm. if I put on my architecture hat, I I rather that this has actually transformed or should lah should transform the way we think of our spaces or places mm. that we are mm. going to be going to be in, lah. So a lot of like. Fikir a lot, lot of ringing your brain, perawat and all that. But mm. I think that is the way forward, lah. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. But I yeah. also, I also understand that. Um, basically, the the inspiration of you being as an architect itself, it's merely because of uncle juga, and because yes, I know yes, uncle yes. was also a very, I would say, a very handy man. He he is yeah. at yeah. what he does. He's he's a draftsman. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I know he is also um, perfect. Uh, like, like, like. Remember the, the the chair that was done at 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 your house last time, the wooden chair. Yeah, and I still What's have it, it man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> kan? Yeah. So I still have it. I don't think I can replicate that that chair with my own, you know, hands yang terlalu lembut ni yang tak pernah tak pernah pakai machine the woodworking machine. So yeah, I'll I'll keep it until until the day I die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, to all you listeners, I think my just a short intro. My late father used to be a, an interior designer and project manager, lah. So what he did was that he did a lot of like uh, office renovations and all that mm. while he was in was while he was in Singapore, lah. So mm. that was mainly what he did, and I usually used to tag along his like site visits and all that, and. Mm. As much as I was playing around in the offices and all that, I actually saw how things were actually happening around me. Mm. The renovations, the interior design, the processes of construction and all that. So mm. yeah, it was it was it was fun lah back then. Mm. That yeah. that sort of like uh, piqued my curiosity in this industry and and which is why I decided to pursue it lah. Mm. Yeah, basically it's it's mm. your it's your learning curve lah. I would say, kan? 
Yes. Uh, where yes, where you, pick, you, yes. you pick things up. Uh, so, so like, mm-hmm. like for example, now as an architect in the industry, yeah. how do you foresee the the transcending of the the I would say buildings punya improvement ke in the coming future? If let's mm. say one day, um, buildings are gonna go. We know that buildings are getting higher and higher, mm-hmm. right? And designs mm-hmm. are getting way way nicer, even. Even three four years back, really, kan the the jive between eastern, mid, um, western. So, what is the next progress in the future? I think I think architects, most architects would agree with me that the craziness of each design depends on how deep the pockets of the clients are. <laughs> so, so if you if your budget is huge the willingness of the architects to explore sort of like even crazier design design languages the the honestly the, the sky is not the limit lah if uh-huh. you if there's no bottom in your pocket lah uh-huh. so if the, the pocket ada uh, ada lubang right uh-huh. the money keep going through uh-huh. yeah that's that's how much we we are willing to explore design uh-huh. and in terms of of like the current situation right now honestly for me i think I'm actually quite thankful lah. I get that I get to keep my job because I think it's been really tough out there for the construction industry. And moving forward, I think with the whole COVID situation, instead of um like the type of buildings and how tall buildings are, I think a lot of things will change in terms of like our public spaces. You know, like, like our for example, what co-working our, space is it? Public yes, spaces our like co-working spaces, uh-huh. our parks also hmm. and also like our public facilities like community centers so hmm. i think a lot of these like huge spaces where a lot of people can actually gather together hmm. it as much as it was a trend in back in 10 20 years moving forward i don't think the design industry the construction and design industry will will be focusing on that because any sort of like congregation or places or place where people can actually gather in large groups i don't think that is the way to move forward lah because mm. i think we right now we have to separate people into smaller groups mm. whether uh, the first and that first and that first issue is to tackle our public spaces yeah mm. so yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, true, because I also understand that um, as we progress further into this COVID, which is a new normal, so public spaces has to has to take a certain criteria in in order for yeah. us to to you know to fit into the to the current situation that that we're in lah. Because COVID nineteen is not gonna go away anytime soon lah. So basically, it's yes, like AIDS lah. We have to live with it now, and we have to be in the mm. now in order for us to sustain yes. our lives in the in the coming future mm. as well, mm. right? Mm. So, mm. and so, I think right now, mostly in the construction sector, most of the projects are actually not moving because mm. from what I see on my side is that a lot of investors are actually pulling out, and companies are actually retrenching quite heavily, lah. And I think right now is really, really bad time for you to be a fresh graduate. But I think although COVID has actually set us like a few steps back, we've also actually seen a few opportunities in in the this whole virus situation itself. Because 
for me and myself and my in the office that I'm working with, mm. like, we've seen that over the past four months with Singapore Circuit Breaker, we also realized that working remotely is actually possible, mm. ex- except for the all the site stuff lah. And mm. although the design work and the collaboration is not as effective as if you know gather if you're gathered physically in a room and then you can like bounce ideas off each other spontaneously it's still sort of like works in in the offline uh, sorry in the um in the online setting lah. Mm. so so this sort of discussion still still can happen so yeah we've we've seen how this sort of like brainstorming session still is still able to take place on the online platforms mm, true <clears throat> okay yeah. so and especially like, can, yeah uh, yeah okay uh-huh. especially yeah Tapu, and, habiskan, especially, habiskan <laughs> and especially <laughs> too much ideas lah, <laughs> on the share. so it's like and especially for country because I've, I've, told, i've told you guys earlier that i i work with different countries from and the franchisees from the different countries and different markets uh. this online fl- platform sort of like generates a, a new avenue for us to communicate with these markets better lah. So uh. it, it pushes us to improve our online platforms trust me it's not only within the the, the construction industry lah, but mm-hmm. it happens mm-hmm. across all industries lah, across the board uh, yes correct, semua correct. kena go digital semua kena mm-hmm. practice being able to log into your pc set yes. your appraisal uh, your approvals or your proposals through online and then getting yes. the same approval through online in order for you to commence further in your in your in your progress of your job lah betul mm-hmm. yeah so correct, everyone correct. has 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 to go through with that right Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that will be on the professional part, lah, kan? Architects. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that 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 yeah. that will be focusing more on work-wise. But how about yeah. your your creative side, your soft side, the music? Are you still playing now, mm. or is it put on hold, or you're 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 planning to go deeper, or how? Honestly, for me, it's quite hard because, like I like I told you earlier. If it was pre-COVID, I actually go back and forth, go go to KL and go back to Singapore every two weeks, mm. which that that sort of like burns my weekend lah. Because uh-huh. usually all these sort of like orchestra my practices they usually take place on the weekend. Uh-huh. So it's it's actually quite hard for me to like commit to a single orchestra or to a band. So I I actually don't know. I've actually played in Malaysia and there was a brass quintet that I used to play with. But it's it's just unfair for them because I can actually cannot commit to them fully. <laughs> I've actually done a few wed- wedding gigs with them, but after a while when I went back to Singapore to work, it was just unfair to them. So because I I just couldn't commit in Singapore, pula there there are like huge wind bands also over there. But okay. yeah, itulah I I just can't commit right now. So once I've actually put my feet firmly on one in one country like permanently. Then I, I I dare say that I, I'm I will be back lah. I'll be back. Ah, the, so but but I believe disaster. off and on you just put in those um um instrumental musics or those musical musics to just keep the tunes in, you know, yes, just keep the yes, vibes yes. in basically. And right? and me, I'm 
I'm actually a person who actually enjoys uh, music from across all genres. Hmm. Even even uh, uh, ranging from classical all the way to dubstep and K-pop, K-pop. K-pop pun uh, layan K- ke bang? K-pop tu adalah. <laughs> tu, tu, I, I shall not admit because Because I'm not really a fan of K-pop music. The only times that I actually uh, listen to K-pop music is actually when my sister listens to it lah. So it's like <laughs> the background, in the background somewhere. So that's the, that, that, those are the only times that I actually listen to K-pop music. But on, off and on, you do listen to it lah kan? Sebab um, it yeah. happens within the, the same environment lah kan? Yeah, yes, correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> so now... Now basically in the in the first um, few minutes of, of of the show again like um I believe most listeners wanted to know how was how was the the progress of you traveling from Singapore and then coming to Malaysia what was the hassle the ah shit I don't want to do this again you know if I can just stay put at one country that I don't want to travel again <laughs> so what Just share, just can can share tak apa apa sebenarnya yang yang berlaku. Boleh, lah. boleh. So this this is where the, the fun part actually begins lah. So like when 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 I told you earlier that when it became one month, then two months, then three months. After the three months, on the third month, they actually Malaysia actually said that spouses could actually go back to Malaysia. So your partners can actually write in an appeal. And then email that to the immigration HQ in KL for approval. Mm. But I was really damn excited excited when they made that announcement lah. But unfortunately, this is where it just got really really depressing lah. Basically, because this whole feeling is is actually quite similar to when you are jobless. Mm. Just imagine yourself jobless, and then mm. you are sending in resumes to like a hundred companies, and then none of them actually responded. So just felt felt like it that that sort of situation just just hit me harder because you know family kan and and it's your wife yeah, so yeah tu kira macam kena but, game mas kejap yeah 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 imagine nobody reply and then you like every day you are wondering you're checking your email to to see if you dapat ke tak the approval <laughs> but then slowly lah slowly slowly We, we still push push I told her Nama, it's okay it's okay we'll, we'll just keep keep sending those emails keep spamming their inboxes hopefully one day they will just see it lah so yeah we kept spamming their inboxes praying hoping being our faith that that we will get the approval lah sooner or later ada ada thing, tu tak ada dekat dekat ada the footnote tak stating that bang tolonglah bang saya dah lama dah ni nak balik I think if I put that footnote, I bet 100 more people are actually, actually has that footnote. <laughs> so honestly, I I don't think I'm that special as well. <laughs> Unless my name is Datuk Muhammad Syarul Nizam or something. <laughs> I think they will, they will look, give me more extra attention. Kalau <laughs> kalau Datuk, I rasa last month lagi you ada kat sini. Haa. <laughs> Ada special escort lagi. Pick me up. And you know when I think if I datuk I confirm when I sampai confirm got those you know the the name the name ha, cards. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 dekat 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 those um arrival halls kan. Arrival punya gate. Yes. 
<laughs> Mungkin so, you tak yalah. pakai those those pink bracelets you pakai maybe gold ke ataupun ah, silver. Ah dia kasi gelang 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 emas terus. Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, what what was the most troublesome part? Okay, besides the email, I mean the hmm. the, the, the the transitioning process. Once you got the approval, um, how, uh. definitely it was it was it was a feeling as high as the stars lah, basically. Kan? <laughs> so, what was the next progress, sebenarnya? Okay, actually, the 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 hardest part was actually sending out the emails and waiting for the approval lah. But uh. the the funny the funny thing is when we actually got the approval. The thing is how we got it was that Amanda was just checking her email inbox as as how he would usually do every day lah. Usually mm. both of us would check our own inboxes like uh, in case you know they email to one person and let's say they email Amanda and then never email to me. So basically both of us just keep track and check our own inboxes lah. So, so on, la, on that specific all lah basically. Yeah yeah yeah. So basically that day when we got approval, Amanda actually checked her inbox. Her main inbox, there was no reply, and on that day, she sort of like macam tergerak hati. What's what's tergerak hati ya in English? Um, I think what sixth <laughs> sense. Uh. I don't know. She had a feeling lah. Like, yeah. She 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 yeah. She she just had a feeling to to like check her junk junk email and and she found she found the approval letter lah. And and that letter was actually dated back one week ago. So. So immediately after she got that letter, she was super excited. She throws message me and and I was really speechless, lah. Like happy, happy, speechless. I don't know what to say. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, if let's say lah, she never check her junk email, she wouldn't know. I wouldn't know, and I probably won't be in KL right now. <laughs> so so yeah, because the thing is, if you don't check your your email properly and you don't you don't realize that you've actually received your approval letter. Mm. The thing is, the approval letter is actually valid for. Only one month, so because of that, after I I got the message for Amanda, I I throws immediately check all the document requirements and all that, so that um so that I know what I need to prepare lah before before I book my flights and all that. Mm. But the thing is, on that night that that she found that letter in the junk email, there was this uh, Malaysian Mister I I can't seem to remember his name. I think it was Ismail Sabri or something. He said it was actually. Compulsory. On that night, he he made an announcement and he said that it was compulsory for uh, spouses who were coming back to go through COVID test before mm. reaching KLIA. Mm. And that time, I I already start to panic lah because Singapore actually doesn't do COVID test if you do not have symptoms. And oh. and that time I was yeah. And that time I was overly healthy lah because you know four months tak keluar rumah kan. You yeah. supposed to be super healthy really. <laughs> So, so I thought before before they actually start to implement and kick off this new policy, it was it was just best for me to fly over as soon as possible, lah. Mm. So the the following morning after the announcement was made, I throws make my own travel arrangements. I book my my flight, compile all the documents that I had. Then also I went to the doctor to certify that I'm fit to fly, lah. Uh. And yeah, free to travel. Yes, so I think this is where a lot of people miss out because even though Singapore clinics cannot perform the the COVID test, you are actually still 
highly encouraged to get a fit to travel test because some airlines apparently they still need to know that you're healthy before they actually board you on their planes. Mm. Yeah. So so a lot of people don't get this fit to travel test, which is why they they are, they are, their boarding. documents don't get approved, lah. Uh, yeah. They they can't board that. Yeah. Boarding pass. Yes. Uh. So the following afternoon after I've gathered all my uh, documents and made my uh, bookings with the flight and all that, I threw respect my bags and took the first flight to KL. It was I think the one one p.m. was the earliest flight that day. And Jetstar was the cheapest at about $90 one way. The rest were like more than $500 one way, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> you never heard of this type of prices during a normal pre-COVID situation. So yeah. And and that day when I when I even before I boarded the plane, I was actually quite stressed. Lah. Well, I was I was damn nervous that day. I was damn scared that I won't clear any part of the checks in Singapore. Ah. But after that, after everything checked out, all the documents were all right. The thing is, before they issued you your boarding pass, the I think the officer at the counter actually needed to like sort of like scan all the documents that you had, and then they had to email that all those documents to KLIA, and the KLIA representative has to approve all the documents because you don't want to be caught in a situation where they don't check your documents and then you just fly over. Then at KLA, they say, oh, document tak cukup. And then, then you, you got to fly, fly back. back. Ah, shit. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, then it's like, the thing is, you, re- you only book a one-way ticket. So, nasib kau lah. It, <laughs> so it's, it's like, suddenly it's like a visa lah sebenarnya, kalau ikut kan. Yes, 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 yes. It's like it's, a visa. For them, it's, it's, it's better to reject you at Singapore before you, you <laughs> bought the plane. Yeah, before they reject you at where you, where you arrive. Kalau tak ni ah oh, naik blah. grab naik grab ah balik. Ah nasib lah. <laughs> Yalah. So basically after I touched down dekat KLA the whole situation was that everyone had to queue in one straight line and and I think when my flight came in another flight actually arrived before us uh, after before us yeah so but I I, I don't exactly know where it was from lah. So basically we had to queue up in one straight line waiting for our turns to get our nose peak lah. So hmm. it's, it's the feeling of being swab tested. I rasa it's, it's macam someone digging your nose with a metal vitagen straw. <laughs> so it painful me, honestly it did it the 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 doctor the, the person who tested me right he said she said Slowly eh, relax eh. Initially it was fine, but after a while it got deeper and deeper, and they they went into my right nostril. It went deeper and deeper that your right eye will automatically macam nak pejam because it is quite painful. Oh really? Seriously? So, yeah, the, 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 yeah. The 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 <laughs> it is painful, but but the pain doesn't linger for very long lah. So oh. it, the pain just was I, I just felt the pain behind my eyes kejap. Then after that, after a while, it, it just slowly went away lah. But the funny thing is, after I did my SWAT test, we had to wait for our, um, I think there was a health declaration, ne- the next station was a health declaration say, station where you need to sign some documents. Mm. Because me being with, with my sensitive nose, after they dig my nose and all that, 
I started to have the sniffles. I started to rasa macam my nose is very itchy. Then I started oh. sneezing a few times. Then, uh-huh. then everyone started to look at me thinking like, oh my god, then he's sakit ke? Like, I try to control my my sneeze. <laughs> but but, <laughs> but you're, you're forced to wear a mask kan dekat dalam, dalam airport. Yeah, we were forced to wear masks. Yes, correct. Uh, it's it, it's part of yeah. the requirement lah, sebenarnya. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So so But yeah. So basically, the, the, having having a mask on, I don't know lah. But to me, ah, wearing a mask after a while, dia akan jadi macam you macam you tu. You rasa macam ada bulu bulu cucuk hidung you. Yeah, I don't macam, I don't know about you, macam, but but that's why I feel like macam kan. annoying lah. Ah, uh, kan? Yeah, macam annoying. Kan? But you just you just you want to take it off as soon as possible. Lagi lagi after after somebody actually dig your nose, you already dig your nose ready. You you feel macam tak selesa. Because you rasa tak selesa. Then having someone digging your nose is like. So when I started sneezing, I started getting a lot of attention from people around me. So I I try not to not to sneeze as far as possible. So after the swab swab test, basically we actually just it just it actually took about an hour for the results to be out. Mm. Then after that, I went through immigration and customs because they actually emailed from Singapore my documents and all that. They just check the passport and just double confirm my approved documents. And yeah, after that I I left the immigration through the arrival gate lah. After that oh. I was a free man, and mm. after that. Yeah, <clears throat> my lovely wife picked me up from the airport after work, and then we lived happily ever after. <laughs> the end. <laughs> so, so yeah, but besides so, that, I, but but besides that, I I got to know that you you were greeted with balloons. Welcome home, balloons, can? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was when. No, the funny thing is, it is actually that day was actually my. My sister-in-law and my mother-in-law's birthday. So the oh, surprise sama, was eh? actually... Oh, they're all the Yeah, both, both of them has the same birthday, 16 July. Oh, seriously? It's like literally yeah, the seriously. same day? It's literally the same day, yes. Shit, bapa planning <laughs> terbaik siap. <laughs> yeah, really, really. The, the, the thing is the surprise, we, the Amanda actually wanted to surprise them with with me being home. Then terus, I kena surprise balik. Terus dapat balik je dapat balloon. Nak <laughs> <laughs> terkejut terus. Ha, itulah. So I had my own surprise which was, yeah, quite cool. So how, so how long we will, will basically, I mean through the hassle and everything, how long are you planning mm. to, you know, to just stay put in, in KL and everything? I I think right now because because right now I'm actually on a social visit pass tourist visa, so the maximum number of days that I can actually be here is actually thirty days lah. So oh, if if so I want to, mind. yeah, if I actually the I've actually spoken to the immigration officer. She said that if I want to extend my stay, it has to be due to valid reason. If not, also I have to apply for the long term visit pass. You want if I want to extend my stay. But I've heard from some people that right now the immigration is actually not accepting like new applications, new applications lah. So I think we'll see how it goes. Hmm. And apart from the immigration issue, then there's the issue with work, ah. like because 
right now my company hasn't gone back to the office yet. Mm-hmm. So we've actually been working remotely for close to four months already mm-hmm. since uh, circuit breaker started in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I think once my office opens, I have to consider all that as well. Lah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if if you want to talk about me permanently moving to Malaysia, I think we need to leave that to another episode lah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah lah. I right now I just feel really thankful to be back lah. And and I think a few years ago there was this one friend who who said that I always refer going to Malaysia as like going back, you know, going back to Malaysia and not just going to Malaysia. Oh, Because, it's like coming back and, home and, lah. Yes, and uh. and I didn't realize it until he called it out lah. Because I always keep saying going back, going back, and and it just goes to show like that that Malaysia always always feels home to me, and he always has a special place in my heart. Yeah, why? Yeah, Sentimental, sentimental. So okay, so now you're here, yeah. and you have like what? You have 14 days of quarantine, and yes. and then down to another 14 days, another two more weeks. So what's next? Yes. What are your plans? You know, um, do you, do you plan to go? Sebab sekarang ni kalau you tengok Malaysians, they are allowed to travel internally, yeah, domestically. Yes. Correct. Ah, uh, so Correct. this this would be the best time, but I'm not so sure about the prices and everything lah. So that one maybe mm-hmm. after you come back, if let's say you have a trip, then maybe we can we can have another session, gapa kan? So I, I think so right now what's most what's most of the res- most of the resorts and hotels right now are like having a lot of promotions. I cannot tell you my plans during this whole 14 day quarantine period because I tanak kena tangkap. But after the 14 days which might happen during the 14 days i'm not sure <laughs> but after the 14 days i might have my own organize my own road trips lah go to hmm. ipoh ke go to yeah. perak ke go to pahang yeah. ke i think i yeah, think i, might, I, I might think you should you should take a trip to those um, hotspots macam um from from what i see nowadays people are heading mm-hmm. down to cameron people are going to penang mm. people are going yeah. to langkawi You know to just yeah, yeah. to just feel back the 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 the, the traveling mood yeah. um um after mm-hmm. after the long break of staying at home kan so yeah i think yeah, it's I think, good for the local local businesses also yeah so more yeah, right, yeah right. we they they will get more like sort of like people going going for all these trips and then and it the the money sort of like rolls into the country again yeah. helps to you know up the 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 country's economy lah from mm. internally mm. yeah true, yeah true, true. so so we'll see we'll see how it goes because i'm still on my what third day of quarantine yeah lama sih 14 yeah. hari yeah very fast one ayalah <laughs> 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 now third day so tomorrow is fourth day fifth day you still have uh, another a few more you know on my fourth, on by the time I reach my 14th day I think my my kulit dah macam who's that who's that vampire ah who Edward Cullen ah ah macam Edward Cullen dah <laughs> putih sangat so it, it will be a, a perfect time for me to go for a suntan lah <laughs> but 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 okay lah at least you you get to be as baby white as 
previously lah Kalau tak kan Orang macam bising Hitam lah Main panas lah kan So okay lah This this is the time for you to Rejuvenate back your Baby skin My color. my complexion My skin complexion yeah, yeah, Skin complexion yeah. So mm-hmm. ah, yeah. Tak payah pakai bleach tu semua Macam Michael Jackson yeah, Kena kan? home quarantine je yeah. hmm. Duduk Duduk 4 bulan Confirm putih <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so okay Now you're here You may have plans And then um, Like for example How 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 You you see yourself like Maybe after this For example lah If let's say this COVID-19 Semua dah habis And everything right mm. So mm-hmm. what, what was your original plan Sebenarnya I mean like Are you are you planning to travel within the next one year back to Malaysia to and fro or or you you're bringing you're bringing your your wife back there or how I don't know I just I just honestly uh, honestly my plan was actually by August this year my plan was actually to move to KL permanently by hmm. August this year hmm. but unfortunately because of covid and all that it's it's quite hard lah for me to make a decision Given how, let's say, given how the economy is, because right now I think you being jobless and and if I were to move to KL permanently without a job, mm. and if I were to find uh, to be looking for a job right now in this in this sort of situation, it would be really tough, lah. Yeah. So I have to like have like yeah take extra precaution when I'm ready to make the move, lah. Mm. So yeah, it 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 it, it would be a tough decision to make, lah. But an important decision to make hopefully by by early or mid next year ah. we'll see how okay yeah. okay so mm-hmm. as long mm-hmm. as as everything is in check as long as you know you know what's what's your next two three steps i think you should be fine yeah okay yeah. Hey, um i just wanted to know i you have you have a younger sister kan you have a younger sister yes correct so we we yes. we, we mm. We basically call her Adik lah kan Adik is actually yes. pregnant Right? Yes she so, is So yeah. ha- I don't know as, as a brother because You not, guys are Not not with a Not with a food baby But a real baby Ah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So So macam um, Since Since throughout the COVID I don't know I just wanted to know lah Because um, you're, you're mostly with her kan So how 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 mm-hmm. have you so far? How's How's auntie and how's adik and everything? Okay. So basically, adik, my sister, my younger sister is actually a home baker. Mm. And she has her own business in home baking. Lah. So uh-huh. before COVID, what she usually, what she usually bakes for weddings. So okay. She does wedding cakes for people who, who are getting married. Lah. Uh-huh. That forms the sort of like a, a bulk of her income. So when COVID struck, it it affected her, her quite badly lah. Okay. So her sort of like clients sort of like shifted from people who are getting married uh-huh. to like uh to like uh I think young working adults lah. So she she started having those big sales mm. uh of cakes and all that for mm. for for desserts. So so she's she's been having a lot of big sales and and the amount of work that she has to do to offset so of like the income from from the from the wedding is actually quite a lot lah. So she has to bake more to sort of like cover what she lost because of her 
because of all the weddings that that have actually been sort of like shut lah. People can actually cannot actually like hold weddings and all that. Mm. So mm. yeah, she and her being pregnant is really not helping lah. Because apart from her being pregnant, she also has a medical condition where she actually has scoliosis. So uh-huh. she actually went through an operation to insert like a titanium uh, rod at, at where her spine is to straighten mm. her back. Mm. So so her being pregnant is sort of like add, adds on to her weight. So it strains her back quite a bit. So she yeah. cannot really macam diri lama sangat lah. Uh-huh. So so she's she's slowly as as the months progress, she's slowly taking lesser and lesser orders lah. So mm. yeah, she's slowly taking lesser and lesser orders so that she can like rest up more. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's doing alright. Her because I I stayed with her in Singapore, she didn't really get like a lot of morning sickness, all that like muntah muntah or or what. One thing is. One thing which I was quite thankful for was that she actually likes to eat durian. Mm-hmm. Tapi when she, when after she got pregnant, she hates durian. Ah, so I, like, so yes. I guess we are in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then all all of us in the same boat. Then I was like, oh man, thank thankfully <laughs> because not every time every time my mom beli durian only, they are like, lama the whole the whole house gonna bau durian. <laughs> But now she cannot buy durian lately lah because Adi still don't like to eat durian. <laughs> And she has to, she she's holding a baby. And usually the pregnant lady gets priority. Because <laughs> back then, I'm just another dude in the house. So I have to make do with whatever lah yang ada. <laughs> so kenalah hidu bau yang harum sangat tu. Ah. So yalah, itulah. Not only durian, sometimes like makanan-makanan Melayu, like curry and all that. So she, she like rasa macam, she, she tak suka. So basically, so, those, yeah. those yang ada... I would say f- uh, high amount of flavorings and um, I think uh, yes. herbs lah kan, kan those spices yeah, yeah, lah yeah, sebenarnya. Right. Mm-hmm. Those yang bau. Kan lah. She 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 tak tak don't really like all of that lah. But apart apart from that, she she's doing alright. So far everything's everything's going quite well. It's a baby boy. Oh really? Babies. Yeah, she is a baby boy. Ah nice. <laughs> So Brian has a friend to play Legos with me. <laughs> I think that that is considered what his cousin juga lah kan? Because we're cousin. So dia macam cousin cousin lah kan? Yeah, cousin cousin lah. Yeah. that I think uh, we are gonna cousin, be quite cousin. close because you and me we're close. So dia tak de lah jauh sangat kan? Nah. Alright. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we we will be taking a short break. When when we come back, maybe we can. Let's talk about let's talk about the the current media media sort of like media yeah. industry. Can can yeah. Alright. Yeah. So um okay. okay so listeners just stay tuned stay I mean just, just keep your keep your uh, players on tune now on this alright so we'll come back and see you shortly.